This is Solid Talk. Speaking out loud in depth. Check it out. Speaking out loud in depth. Cancel culture can't keep me in check. In from beginning, gotta tell us what's next. True believers, they can come and connect. Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect. But let's ask the question tonight. Why are we witnessing so much cancel culture? Now, I'm framing this in the context of somewhere down the line. It has become popular to be a victim. I don't know when this became in style. I don't know what it is, but it seems like every week, every few days almost, you see just something random being canceled, whether it be Speedy Gonzalez, whether it be uh, Dr. Seuss, whether it be Pepe Le Pew, whether it be uh, J.K. Rowling. You know, I think they're trying to cancel the cartoon Dumbo. And so you're looking at all of these just miscellaneous things, seemingly innocent things, what I would consider harmless things being canceled, right? We're looking at all of these things being canceled. And I'm trying to figure out why is it that this is happening, first of all, and who is it that's doing this counseling? It's like somebody canceling, (laughs) not counseling. They need some counseling, (laughs) but they're doing this canceling, right? And it seems like it's just people are sitting around almost trying to figure out what can I be angry at next? It's like somebody's just sitting sitting at home, flipping through the channels, trying to figure out what what can I cancel next? And they got to the, the Cartoon Network and they saw Looney Tunes on there and they saw Pepe Le Pew. Now, you know what? I'm a little bit upset about Pepe Le Pew. I'm gonna be honest with y'all because Pepe Le Pew, that was my man. <laughs> I ain't even gonna tell you no lies. Pepe Le Pew, that was my man. Uh, and they mess around and try to cancel Pepe Le Pew, uh, saying that he promotes rape culture, you know. So that's what we're dealing with. And f- and for whatever reason, it has just become this thing where it's like people are have become professional victims. I want to sit around. I want to figure out who or what I can cancel next. I want to figure out what's going to make me angry today. It's like these people just wake up. And they're like, hmm, they, they wake up before they even get out of bed and take a shower. They just they just open their eyes and say, man, what can I be upset about today? I, I just I just feel like being angry. I'm going to fix me some breakfast, fix me some eggs and I'm going to meditate on what is it that I want to be angry at today? And don't worry, I'm going somewhere spiritual with this. But what I want to say, family, is that this what we see going on, this is something spiritual. Because it's not normal for people to just have this type of squeeze on everybody. And what's happening is there has become power in being a victim. The question is, why is it that cancel culture and victim uh, cancel culture has become so popular? But the other question I ask is, why is it that it has become popular to be a professional victim? And the reason why is because there is power that comes with victimhood. Now, you can look at this in the Bible, right? I'll give this example that me and Brother Randy, we had a solid talk about a year or two ago, and we called it the narrowing spectrum. And we were talking about the situation where there was a woman who was caught in a very act of adultery. Now, she's caught in this act of adultery, right? And 
just as everyone brings her in the to the temple and they're about to stone her jesus says let he who is without sin cast the first stone and what happened was everybody all of the religious people they were so pious and they were they had so much righteous anger but all of a sudden the bible says that they all left from the oldest to the youngest now what that represented was it represented the fact that when you are guilty right you you can't speak on anything you can't really act on anything and you really become muzzled you become muzzled so when jesus jesus used it in a good way he said let he who is without sin cast the first stone and that caused everybody to disperse so what's happening is when someone takes the position of a victim and they they adopt this mentality of victimhood in order for there to be a victim there has to be a transgressor in order for there to be a victim there has to be somebody that commits an inc that commits an act against them they commit some sort of incident they commit some sort of situation that that harms somebody and if that person is able to successfully make the declaration hey when you did x y and z you harmed me hey when you made this cartoon is is harmful is detrimental hey when you uh, made this comment is detrimental is harmful what that does is by them assuming the victimhood by default they place the blame and the guilt on the person that committed the act or the so-called act because most of the stuff we see today it's not even an act like who is really sitting around trying to cancel dumbo <laughs> It's just like these people just pick anything that they want and they just choose to be angry at it. So what happens is when you can identify somebody as a victim, you prevent them from uh, throwing a stone. You prevent them from uh, being able to speak and you cause them to have to leave the room. So when you see these things and these people getting canceled, what happens? They have to leave. They 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 get taken off of the network or they get censored or they get a disclaimer or they get a slap on the wrist. And because they have to be quiet now, because they're now supposedly in a position of the attacker, the aggressor, the mean person, the the intolerant one, because they now have this this identity, it causes conformity. Because now, if you want to remain in my presence as a victim, if you want me to accept you or if you want me to tolerate you now, you have to change. You have to conform because what you're doing supposedly is an offense unto me. So what we are witnessing is what Jesus talked about in Matthew chapter 24 when he said that in the last days, many will be offended. It has actually become popular for people to be offended right and i think that word offended kind of has like maybe two meanings i think it, it means some people are going to not do well in their faith but 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 just looking at the word in and of itself it's become fashionable and popular for people to be offended there are people who get paid to be offended there are people who literally have professions where they go into places and they just tell a company everything that you're doing wrong <laughs> you know coca-cola uh uh hired some people to come in and tell them that they needed to be less white so it, it 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 has become this thing where all of this accusation 
is being thrown at everybody. There's all of this accusation that's being thrown left and right, back and forth. And it causes uh, victimhood because not only is it the people that they don't like that get canceled, it becomes whatever the next thing that I see that becomes offensive, I'm going to single that out. So what we're seeing now is even people that are the 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 ones who would typically be on the canceling side or even on the woke side or the 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 liberal side however you want to phrase it now some of them are being canceled because there's so many eggshells that are that are being placed around that if you step on one of those eggshells you get into an you get into a transgression so i think recently Eminem almost got canceled for something. Uh, they tried to get Miley Cyrus for something because she made a comment that that uh, a female's body part looked better than a male's body part. And they were saying that it was transphobic or something like that. And now J.K. Rowling, the lady who made Harry Potter, she got canceled for believing that a woman is a woman. So what happens is they begin to eat each other. They begin to eat each other to the point where everybody eventually has to conform and if everybody eventually conforms then whoever is remaining automatically becomes the most powerful person in the room and you guys please forgive me if you hear uh my my heater i keep forgetting to turn my heat off but whoever is left becomes the most powerful person in the room so how does this play out in real life okay if somebody uh you know, um, says something about uh, a people group. Okay, somebody say something about about a people group that that somebody else calls racist. What happens then is that person gets gets taken out. But then the other person, or let's use this example. Let's say somebody is cool with the 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 LGB, but they're not cool with the T. So it's like the T will cancel the LGB. And let's say that the that the that the T is is cool with everything, but then the T is not cool with the P, which is pedophilia. So now, if the if the the T, y'all know who the T people are, right? <laughs> if the T does not conform with the P, then either the T gets canceled or the T has to conform. So now the P's are the people that are in power because they have a a it's like a hierarchy of victimhood, and so now you have uh it hasn't really gotten popular yet but if if the lord terry's will eventually see the b the people that like the animals b stylity and if the if the if the if the the the, the, the t's and the p's are not cool with the b's then the b's can claim victimhood and cancel the t's uh cancel the t's the lgbtp plus <laughs> i hope y'all probably got confused <laughs> But the point I'm trying to make is that there is a hierarchy of victimhood and the the more marginalized you supposedly are, the more power you actually have. And what happens is everybody eventually has to conform to something. And then you have universal conformity. You have universal conformity because now everybody has to conform to whoever the highest victim is. And if you notice the pattern that's happening in our society, the highest victim usually is the person who is the most debased, right? So, 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 so what's happening is the kingdom of darkness is trying to rewrite. They're trying to rewrite right and wrong. 
So most of the stuff that we identified as right eventually is going to be considered wrong. The Bible says, woe unto them that call evil good and call good evil. But we're in a, a place in our culture where folks are calling evil good and they're calling good evil, which means if we keep at this rate, the most evil person is going to be the person with the most power. And that's one of the things that we see kind of kind of playing out with these companies, with these people. It's like the 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 more wicked they are, the more power they seem to have. And this is why answering the question, why is it that we have so many people that are trying to claim victimhood? Because there's power in victimhood, but it's not so much that being a victim in and of itself makes you powerful but it causes you to make other people powerless it causes you to be able to point the finger and make an accusation and make somebody else powerless and that 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 accusational spirit is not of god it's of the devil because the bible says that satan is the accuser of the brethren he's the person that accuses everybody of everything and the fact of the matter is this, that everybody has been born in sin and shaping in iniquity. So if you do enough digging on anybody, then you can find a reason to cancel whoever you want if you look hard enough. So imagine how dangerous that is when we set these type of precedents where people want to be just so um, supposedly outraged at everything, where you cancel classic cartoons, but at the same time, WAP you know, I don't need to tell you what to stand for, but Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion, they become song of the year, woman of the year and stuff like that. So it becomes this sort of weird uh, finger pointing song and dance that they do in order to be able to wield this power. And there's there's a a purpose behind it. And it's contributing to what you might have heard this term be called the Great Reset. And we're about to talk about that in a moment. But what I want to do right now is two things. I want to I want to welcome everybody. I want to read a few comments. And I also want to share this link in case anybody wants to hop on and weigh in on this conversation. Uh, I thank my sister Roxanne for coming on earlier and uh, testing it out for me. So praise God for that. But I think I saw a comment from Sister Marsha earlier. She says, we are witnessing cancel culture because love has grown cold. Wow. We don't know how to have compassion and respect and empathy. So we just cancel, man, man, we don't know how to have compassion and respect and empathy. So we just cancel, man. There's something to be said about that. There's something to be said about that, but I genuinely believe that that is definitely a power grab that people are using. It's like, it's like almost a feeling of being self-righteous. You know, a lot of these people that cancel, they're hypocritical and they're self-righteous. And it's like they feel like their philosophy or their outlook on life is superior to anyone else's opinion. And they are on a crusade. This is why I say it's spiritual. We're dealing with spiritual wickedness in high places. They are on a crusade in order to be able to usher in this sort of new way of thinking. Right. And I think I said this maybe on last solid talk or the solid talk before, but I think it's become evident now that, that, that this is very strategic. 
You know, I think at one point in time, folks might have thought that this stuff was just happening kind of organically and things like that. But I think it's obvious that there's something very calculated that's going on behind the scenes. And I believe that the that the first place of these meetings is happening in spiritual wickedness in high places. So, yeah, there's all sorts of motives as to why people are canceling and being canceled and all of that type of stuff. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Sister Brittany says, uh, God says there's no peace for the wicked. See, I didn't even think about that, sister. It's like when you're living wrong, you're not settled in your spirit. You don't have any peace. And so now what you want to do is go around and just pro project onto everyone whatever you're angry about or whatever your issue is because a lot of these folks that are canceling and all of this they're they're waking up angry and like you you just pointed out they don't have any peace right because of the wickedness and so they're going around basically trying to make everybody else angry since i'm uncomfortable i'm going to make everybody else uncomfortable and they they believe that they are uncomfortable because of whatever their so-called plight is but the real issue of their discomfort is the fact that they're not settled in their spirit they don't have the, the peace of the lord abiding over them and i think it's evident because once you agree to something they find something else to cancel you for they move the goal po post further and further and further away <laughs> to the point where it's just like, all right, man, I don't even know what, what, what more I can even ask, you know, what more I can even do. And the reason why that is, is because they're never going to be satisfied. They won't be satisfied because, because we live in a, in a, in a flawed world. These folks that are doing the canceling that what they're trying to do is cancel themselves into a utopia. They're trying to cancel themselves into a world that has no transgression. And it's not even godly transgression. It's really their definition of offense and transgression. They're trying to form a world where everyone is tolerant of everything. But that's so unrealistic because everybody has different viewpoints. Everybody has different things. So then they have to now bully you into whatever it is that they want you to believe you if you don't agree with me then i'm going to cut off your job which means i'm going to cut off your food and you're going to uh starve to death so it's either it's either conform to me or die that's basically what it kind of comes out to so we see all of these different things and what happens is that when everyone uh begins to cancel everyone everyone eventually cancels each other out everybody cancels each other out which means that you have universal conformity to whoever whatever the prevailing viewpoint or philosophy is and from that point forward that's how you establish what a lot of people have referred to as the new world order but they have renamed it now and they are calling it the great reset you might have heard politicians uh, a sprinkle a few politicians here and there have actually used this phrase verbatim you can look it up it's called the great reset they talk about how because of this situation of the pandemic we have to have a great reset now here's the deal with how this all ties into the great reset and the pandemic the whole victimhood thing because of the situation that we're in people can actually conduct themselves as prospective victims what do i mean by that 
depending on who and what you try to believe or, or choose to believe rather uh as far as this virus is concerned the virus is real right but at the same time as it being real it also can be exaggerated and it also can be used as a tool and i believe although it is real i believe that it's also being used as a tool so because we're talking about livelihood conceptually now there's like a 99 survival rate right <laughs> but but the way the news makes it sound this is a matter of life or death right i think maybe in america maybe five hundred thousand people have died and that's a lot of people right uh but i don't think it's as much as the news would would have you to believe if you t if you look at how much they talk about this anyway prospective victims are those that conduct themselves as though if you don't live how i want you to live as it relates to safety and the science then you are offending me so what do i mean by this what i've been seeing lately and what you've been hearing lately is they are talking about how is it for how long is it going to be before we can get back together and the 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 thing that you've been hearing murmuring about is if everybody gets vaccinated then maybe we can return back to normal by the 4th of July. I think Joe Biden said something like this recently in the speech. He said uh, he basically pleaded with the American people and said, I need every one of you to get to get vaccinated. He said everybody can be vaccinated by May. And then he says, if you get vaccinated by May, then we will let you get together in small groups by independence day and you can have a cookout and you can be with your family and your friends now i take huge issue with this because my thing is who is the government to authorize me when i can and can i get together with my friends and this is how you know that we're in a power grab because of the language that's being used the language that he says is uh, we will tell you if and when you can do X, Y, and Z. So because you have this 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 uh, illusion of this kind of perpetual and perspective victimhood, it's causing people that are currently in power to leverage it to say, well, if you don't do this, then you're going to make me a victim. If you don't get vaccinated, then you're going to make me a victim because you're going to make me sick and I'm going to die, which really doesn't make any sense at all. Because if the vaccine works and I have the virus, then you should be immune to the virus because you got the vaccine. This whole vac I shouldn't even be saying a word like that. I don't even know if this one is probably one of them YouTube buzzwords, but the whole thing is just silly because they have like three more. They have like at least three different versions of it. <laughs> First of all, there's like three different companies that produce it. So that to me in and of itself is kind of suspect. It was super fast created. Uh, but aside from all of that, the silliest thing about it is they're saying once you get it, then they still want you to wear the mask. They still want you not to travel. They still want you to do all of these different things. And I just don't get it. It's like if it works, then it works. If it doesn't work, then it doesn't work. <laughs> I don't even understand why this is an issue right but that's what's happening there's a power grab that's going on and this is what they're using they're using this pandemic as the great reset they're using this this notion of per perpetual and perspective 
victimhood to say, well, if you don't do this, then you're going to cause harm to everyone around you. And that causes everybody else to need to conform. It causes everybody else to need to conform. And the problem with it is that there's really not much resistance going on. There's not what much resistance that you see. Now, let me let me let me qualify that. There probably is a lot of resistance, but the problem is that the media is set up in such a way that even if there is resistance, they have a way of of muting or canceling or deplatforming the resistance. And they have a way of making it seem like everybody is on board with this and you're the odd man out. So we have no idea what the average person really thinks day to day. It could be a 50-50 split. It could be an 80-20 split of people who are like, you know, I'm in support of uh, getting vaccinated or I'm not in support of it. We we don't know what the, the actual breakout is because we're being projected an illusion, right? And we're going to be projected an illusion because of big tech. So the more that people are on social media, the more that people are on that, they're going to believe these these prophets of the devil, <laughs> which is the media, they're going to believe whatever it is that they tell them. Whereas in your everyday life, it could be a toss up. It could be folks that are like totally bought into the whole situation, or it could be folks that are totally think it's just a bunch of baloney. And you really don't know until you get out and you talk to people and you kind of check the pulse and you see what's really going on. But what I see happening is they're going to just use it regardless. They're going to, it's almost like, um, what do they call it? Gaslighting or they're blowing smoke. They're going to still move ahead with it regardless under the assumption that everybody is conforming. And, and since everybody doesn't have access to everybody else, folks are going to look around and say, well, I guess if everybody's doing it, maybe I should do it. And that's just not going to be me. I just can't, can't see myself doing that. So this idea of victims, national victims, international victims is causing the the end game is global conformity. The end game is global conformity. I heard them talking on one of those daily morning shows. They were saying how basically the way they were wording it, it was like, okay, if you if you and all your friends have been vaccinated, y'all can hang out with each other in small groups inside or whatever. But then they were like, but if somebody has not been vaccinated, then they can't hang out with you all. So what that's doing is it's creating, it's creating a separation. It's creating a division because if someone has fully bought into this notion that man, it's, it's vital for me to have everybody around me vaccinated, then now what's going to happen is they're going to look at you with the side eye if they ask you, have you been vaccinated and you ain't going to lie to them because you're trying to get to heaven and you tell them, no, I haven't. <laughs> but you tell them, like, I'm going to tell them I've been vaccinated by the blood of Jesus. If you tell them that, though, and they are fully immersed into the matrix, then they are going to see you as the enemy. So you see how the, the media is shaping this thing up. I wish I heard. It. I think it was on like one of them, like Good Morning America, one of them type shows. You see how they are kind of making a real division between people it's like if you have this vaccination card now you can travel um now you can go to school now you can go to your job now you can go to work so the illusion of this 
prospective victimhood of anybody can be a victim at any time is creating a universal conformity. Whereas if you want to live, if you want to get groceries, if you want to take a vacation and, and catch a flight to another country, if you want to maybe work at your job, there's this line of division that's, that's trying to shake shape up. And they're using this divided line to figure out who's on board with the Great Reset and who's not on board with the Great Reset. This is the ultimate end game. It might not be explicitly with this virus. It might be some stuff later on down the line in the future. But we definitely see it shaping up just like we see it today. It's shaping up just like we see it today. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to post this link one, one last time for anybody who wants to pop on. Uh, you don't have to get on your camera if you don't want to. But um, if you want to hop on, you can hop on that and check it out. In the meantime, I'm going to kind of go through some more comments. I think this is the continuation. Brittany says, but I know where sin abounds, grace abounds the more. My prayer is that more people latch on to the grace that God offers. And, you know, I'm so glad you said that because let's talk solutions. Let's talk solutions. Let's talk solutions. You know, I was reading in the word of God today. It was in first Peter chapter, I think it was chapter one, verse 13. It was first Peter chapter one, verse 13. And it was just a little, very small clause that I saw in there that, that just kind of stood out to me a little bit. And I'm trying to find it for you. First Peter chapter one, verse 13. It says this, it says, wherefore, or therefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. But the, the part that stood out to me was when Peter wrote hope to the end, hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you. I'm going to read it again. Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind. So you got to gird up the loins of your mind. Because that's where the battlefield is. The battlefield is on your mind. The, 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 the goal, the media, they're trying to do a psychological operation. So we have to take our mind and, and be renewed in the spirit of our mind by the word of God. That's how we get transformed. The Bible says in Romans 12 and 1, and be not conformed to this world. And what are we talking about? Conformity. It says, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind. So it says here, wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So we got to hope to the end. We have to hope to the end. I was I was I was chatting with a couple brothers and in a, in a text message chat. And one of them sent me something where I guess somebody was complaining about the terms mom and dad. <laughs> I guess the new thing they want to cancel now because they're canceling words. So they somebody wanted to cancel mom and dad. I don't I don't know the 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 the, the, the logic behind that, but nonetheless, that's what they were aiming to do. And the person that sent it to me was just kind of like shaking my head. And I said, you know what? I said at this point, we might as well just leave them to their own devices and just treat this like a grassroots effort. It's just becoming one of these things where, um, listen, if you want to get saved, salvation is available. But other than that, you know what I mean? As far as the, the, the massive, the mega battle against the media, I don't know about that. 
And one of the brothers checked me on it because he said, are we not in a David and Goliath situation? Are we not in a situation where we see this, this, this train, this Mack truck that's just coming at us full force is, it, it's this, this PC Mack truck that's just trying to run over everything that's in this, in this, in this, in this way. And it's not just about the PC. It's a, it's a spiritual thing because it's going to affect the Bible, right? They're, they're, they're canceling everything left and right. If you can cancel Pepe Le Pew, Okay, obviously they want to cancel the Bible. <laughs> they're, they're, that's that's the end game, right? They want to cancel all things that are good. The, the God said, "Every good and perfect gift comes from me." So if they cancel everything that comes from God, they're going to cancel everything that's good. They're trying to cancel the family, the nuclear family, all of that stuff. So he checked me because he said, basically, we're not to give up. Michael Jordan became Michael Jordan by making it to the finals by hitting big shots. He didn't find he didn't become Michael Jordan by just having an easy way every time. Right. He had to lose a few before he gained. He won his six championships. He lost a, a few playoff series. So he had to grow. He had to learn. And a lot of those games came down to last last minute shots, last second shots. So the point I'm trying to make is that it's moments like this it's seasons like this it's, 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 it's as the Bible says, for such a time as this. This is the season. The darker that it gets, the more that our light is supposed to be visible, right? The, the, the darker that it gets, I would do an illustration, but I ain't in a position to get up and start moving around. The darker that it gets, the more the brighter your light should become. And if we continue to keep that, the Bible says, don't grow weary in well-doing, for in due season you shall reap if you faint not. So we have to have a hope, a blessed hope. Right. We have to have hope, not in this world, because if you have hope in this world, you have all men most miserable. But we have to have hope in the kingdom of God. And it has to be a a, a warfare that's engaged spiritually. There has to be a spiritual warfare because that's this is a spiritual battle. And that's where the real resistance is going to come. One of the reasons why they are able to just move forward with all of this stuff is because society has become so feminized that you don't really have any any more masculine men or let me not say that you have very few masculine men who are willing to to stand up and and fight for this now you could probably get some guys together but people are so distracted people are pulled in so many different directions people are just trying to provide for their family it's like it's like there's just not in that they feminize stuff so much that people have accepted all of this kind of emotional, hey, you said something to offend me, so you need to be canceled. Well, guess what? When I was coming up, we had a little expression that said, sticks and stones may break your bones, but words would never hurt you. Or words can never hurt you. And listen, you, that's just life. <laughs> that's just life. And life, some people are going to upset you. Some people are going to talk about you. Some people might hurt your feelings. But we have to build adversity, right? We, we have to grow through that. We have to allow those things to make us stronger. But when you don't have a masculine society, instead of saying stand up to the bully, they just say, OK, we're just going to, you know, complain to the bully and, and shame the bully so much that you now become the bully. Praise the Lord. I see that. 
somebody just joined i'm going to add you to the stream and hopefully everybody can hear okay. praise the lord who do we have on the line it's key hey sister key how you doing i'm good how are you or camera <laughs> oh hey sister oh oh yeah okay yeah hey yeah. sister camera how you I doing changed, i changed my name on youtube okay um, so I, you know, I normally don't call in, but you were saying something that was really interesting to me because I don't know if you um, have the app called TikTok, but I was on there and they have like this huge debate right now about um, making straight men feel bad about not wanting to date trans women. Oh my gosh! And so now <laughs> they just made up this thing. Straight men are like going ham like we do not want to date women that are not biological women and you cannot force that on us so they're making this new thing called super straight because now trans people are or not all but some trans people are saying like they don't feel like they have to tell a straight man if they were born you know the opposite sex and um you know, they're saying that if you don't want to date a trans person and you're transphobic and the straight men are like, well, why don't you date a trans man? And then you guys can have a trans relationship. And it's like this whole big thing right now. And I was just like, I have to tell him this because it was too much to comment. But yeah, it was it, it, it's really interesting. And it's like this big back and forth. So now they're like, we're super straight. And if you want us to date anybody else, then you're being like, super straight phobic or it's 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 a mess wow well thank you for sharing that sister so a i i do know what TikTok is i don't have one <laughs> but i do know what it is and i did hear about the whole super straight thing mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, I didn't know that it blew up to become like a huge debate yeah it's like all i see on there now it's like just a big thing the the straight men are like we do not want to date women who were born a man because we don't feel like they're biological women which is true mm -hmm. and then the trans people are like well we're women now so it doesn't matter and the straight men are like it does matter and you can't force <laughs> right. that on us and and you see how it becomes this thing where when you're the victim now you have the leverage to assume the role as the bully mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like they're literally trying to bully straight men into liking trans women under the illusion that these are actually women like yeah. this is crazy that we even have to even talk about this mm -hmm. and they're saying that oh we don't have to tell them that we're and there are some trans people that were like no you do need to tell them up front but then there are other trans people that are like we do not have to tell you guys anything you know i'm a woman now so it really doesn't matter and it's pissing a lot of people off. I have something to say about that, but I don't even think I can say it on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> but what I will say is this: there have been people that have that have that have died because of stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And you might want to play your little fairy tale fantasy fantasy. Oh, you know, you might want to play that game. Mm-hmm. But if you meet the the guy who don't want to play that game, and but then you try to play it anyway, then it could end badly. It, it could end badly. You know, you y'all whatever happened happened, and then all of a sudden you was like surprised. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. That that ain't going to end well. So it's it's ridiculous that we that this is even like a thing. Mm. But that tells you 
how far this this sort of um cancel culture is going because if if it was what they really say it is which is that everybody can just be and think and feel and like who they want to like do what they want to do then don't force it on anybody exactly and let people choose and, and don't make people feel bad or say that they're transphobic because they choose to date someone who was born a woman or someone who was born a man and then look at the look at the shaming language how they assign phobic behind everything yeah i was looking i was like man this is it's really insane and i was like this is the world that we live in right now this is not gonna get any better it's just gonna keep getting worse and they're gonna keep pushing um like just pushing i feel like straight people and people who have certain beliefs they're just gonna keep pushing them out until they get them out that door and then they're all gonna be like one cluster of foolishness wow you know we i'm gonna talk about something hopefully next week i'm gonna try to get a brother on and hopefully we're gonna be able to talk about this but there has been very strategic efforts to put pit women and men against each other Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and to destroy family yep and the the end game is what we see happening today um somehow the devil was able to i said this last week move to a place where this these type of lifestyles went from being taboo and shameful to tolerated now to accept it and now and now being straight and not wanting to date these people will soon be taboo and unacceptable it's like how and I do want to comment because I know you said just talk about it, try to talk about it next week. Um, but since you mentioned it, and since I call in and I am a chatty patty, <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. Um, there's a guy, I won't say his name, but um, he's an older man, and women, I don't know why, but they keep going to him for advice. And um, he is basically telling black women, like, your standards are too high, you're not a high value woman. And, um, you know, if you have a kid, then you're not worthy of getting married. Or if you don't make enough, then you're not worthy of getting married and things like that. So I'm like, this man is literally attacking, you know, and it's mostly black women that he's doing that to. And I, I, again, I don't know why they keep going to him for advice, but they're looking to him for relationship advice. And I'm like, if God has a husband for you, it doesn't matter. You could have 20 kids by 20 different men. But if God says that he has a husband for you, then, you know, that's just it. But he is like telling these women like that they're not good enough to be married. And they're not like, it's too late in life. You're 40. You're not good enough to be married anymore. Like, and that's absolutely ridiculous in my opinion. Yeah, so I I do know who you're talking about, uh-huh. and that is along the lines of what I'm hoping to be able to talk about next week. I'm not going to get too deep into it today. Mm-hmm. There is so much that I had to say about that. Yeah, um, man, there's so many la- layers to that uh, <laughs> that I'll try not to really get too deep into it. But what I will say is, oh man. He's he's dealing with it on a carnal level. He's yeah. dealing with it on a carnal level. And I'm going to be honest with you. I wrestle with this on a carnal level. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. my carnal mind there this 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 is something that's been on my mind a lot maybe like the last two months or so mm-hmm. in my carnal mind there is in my carnal mind a lot of what he says makes sense right okay but spiritually speaking just because we we know that just because someone can state a lot of facts mm-hmm. doesn't mean that it arrives at truth because ultimately god is the arbiter of truth yeah and that's how i was looking at it when he was talking i was like no matter what anybody has been through and no matter what position they are in now if god says something over somebody's life then that's what it is it doesn't matter what you're saying like yeah they can be in a really bad state as of now like in a worldly sense but if they like get saved tomorrow and god already had a plan on their life he already knew they were going to have three kids he already knew like they were going to be you know working at mcdonald's like no shade to anybody working at mcdonald's but he he knew that already and he like has ordered their steps so if they decide okay you know it's wednesday on thursday you know what god called me i'm gonna answer i'm gonna get saved today he can turn their life around in like a split second and i'm like this does not their life right now does not define what god has for them if they choose to accept their calling or his calling on their life at the end of the day whatever god says goes exactly i'm gonna be honest with you though if i were giving advice to a young woman Mm -hmm. i would tell her to make the best decisions for her for the best possible outcome Mm -hmm. you know it's kind of like and and this is this is really along the lines of what I was planning on talking about next week, but it's kind of like, um, it, it, it's almost like when the devil was tempting Jesus, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Throw yourself off of this place because right. the Bible says that the angels will we'll catch, catch you, mm-hmm. and you know no harm is going to come to you, and all of this stuff." Right. So, if somebody finds themselves in a place where circumstances have happened because we've all lived life Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you know they've they've cultivated a relationship with god and you know god has humbled them and whatever the case may be uh great but to somebody who is like um but i guess what i'm trying to say is a person should not just make poor choices just off of the the assumption that god can always bail me out or i'm going to always have these type of options available to me because even the bible says that you know we reap what we sow yeah and maybe i did a bad job explaining it because i absolutely agree with you i'm coming from the point of someone who is in the world and you know has not known god and then got saved And now God is like, okay, you know, I have a husband for you or I have a wife for you or, you know, I have this this job opportunity where I want you to do this or go to school or something like that. So that's what I'm referring to, like somebody who is in the world and then decides like, you know what, I'm going to get saved and then, you know, do everything that God has God wants me to do. Not just Mm -hmm. somebody that's like, "Mm, well, I just gonna keep doing what I feel like it anyway. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I, I definitely get what you're saying. Basically, you're saying like at the end of the day, God can 
do anything. He can make a way out of no way. Yeah. You know, with God, all things are possible. And I agree 100%. It, it, has, it has been a struggle, though, because sometimes when when we hear what appears to be truth or something that is true, I'm going to say something that is true, like it feels necessary and it feels like it feels like, OK, this is what it is. But I think when that happens, we're looking at it from a from well, I'm me personally, I'm looking at it from a carnal perspective. Yeah. Yeah. So so I got to get my mind right before I come on next week. <laughs> yeah. So I, so I can speak from the kingdom of God and not, you know, what I'm saying just speak from my flesh or my carnal mind. Yeah. And and I there was one woman who I was like, okay this lady she needs to hear this but i'm also like well god has the final say so i guess we'll, we have to wait and see how that plays out in these people's lives but um i think you know some stuff what he's saying is you know i understand it but at the same time i'm like man you you rough man <laughs> like, you're like nope you're not gonna um, get a husband you're not gonna get a wife yeah, you know, like, yeah. Too much time, and yeah, I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Why do they Man. keep going to him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna tackle it. I think, Lord willing, we'll tackle it next week. It's okay. gonna be called "What the Relationship Coaches Won't Tell You." All right. Well, that's, I'll, that's be, I'll, be the... I'll be all here, here with bells on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's all I wanted to say. I really, you know, have <laughs> much to talk about. No, you did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks for calling in. I appreciate that. All right. Thank you. Bye. All right. Bye. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Um, yeah. That the, the guy who she's talking about, I probably heard his name like 10 times over the last two weeks or so between, you know, just between people and stuff like that. So uh, we'll, we'll tackle that next week. But I'm going to read some of these comments. Uh, let's see. Sister Marsha says, bring my classic Looney Tunes back with the classical music. Absolutely. These new cartoons, man, I can't do nothing with them. I just, I don't like these uh, new cartoons. Sister Marsha says, cancel, cancel culture. Absolutely. I'm trying to scroll up a little bit, see where I left off. Lord have mercy. Okay, I think I caught up. So, yeah, look at this scripture. Sister Constance says, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess, no matter who, how, when, or why, Jesus is still on the throne. Absolutely, sister. He is still on the throne. Absolutely. Absolutely. Marcia says, because there's no forgiveness, history is making people angry instead of humanity progressing. And we can't do anything without Jesus Christ. So the world will do with the world. The world will do what the world is going to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's there's, there's a lot of pent up anger, a lot of pent up resentment and Folks have to give that to God. You, that's what we have to do. Uh, as a society, we have to give that to God. Because like I said, that it's not going to solve your gripe by making somebody else uncomfortable or by taking it out on somebody else. It's only going to feel good for a moment. And then they'll find something else to be angry about. King of Grace says, canceling things on the basis of integrity, but nothing changes for the better. Wow. Yeah, what is the what is the fruit of this really? All it causes anyone to do is just walk around on eggshells. All it really that's all it does. It causes us to not have Looney Tunes no more. <laughs> Can't watch Dumbo no more. And I guess you I guess you shame you shame 
the one person and you place fear in the other person. That's that's really what their end game is. They 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 make an example of one person. And then through that example, everybody else says, well, hey, I don't want to lose my job. Let me go back and delete all my tweets from 15 years ago. <laughs> Let me go back and and uh and and uh dot all my T's and cross all my I's or cross all my T's and dot all my I's. That's what they want folks to do. They want to instill fear because they have the power as victims. That's why it's become so popular. I like what Sister Ramona says. She says it's manipulation. Absolutely. It is. And this manipulation, once again, because everybody is guilty of something. If you do enough digging, you're going to find something on everybody. This is important. King of Grace says there's no cap on liberalism. I agree. There's no cap. By definition, there's no cap on it. That's literally what it means. Praise the Lord. Some good comments in here tonight. This is regarding the vaccine. It's experimental and not FDA approved. And as far as FDA approved, I don't know if I can trust them because meat is suspect sometimes. Yes, yeah, sister, that's a whole nother discussion. You know, I didn't know that it wasn't uh, FDA approved though. I, I assumed it was FDA approved. That's interesting. That is not sister Ashkenazi says there is no organized resistance. You know, the, the, the I think parlor is a good example of what can happen if there tries to be some organized resistance now the thing about it parlor I, don't, I wouldn't consider them resistance i more so consider them an alternative place where people can can speak about what they wanted to speak about without censorship but big tech even took that down so we've given big tech too much power way too much power and it's coming back to bite us sister Costa says i'm a hairstylist all of a sudden i have clients as coming out the woodwork because they got this this shot one of the things that they asked me if I'm going to get it, and I told him no. Wow. Yeah, and then it's like because of the hysteria, and you know, I'm not hoping this happens to you, but it wouldn't surprise me if they were like, oh, she ain't got the shot. I don't know if I can get my hair done here. But it's like if you got the shot, then it shouldn't matter if I got the shot. I don't, I don't, I don't get why this is such a difficult concept for people. The sad thing about it is they still want me to wear my mask and they're still wearing theirs too. Lord have mercy. I don't get it. My mother got her second shot the other day. She came back from the appointment and was wearing her mask in the house for, for like hours. I didn't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. I really don't understand it. Sister Tanya says, yep, but they're, they've been vilifying and silencing people who want bodily autonomy and medical freedom for years. The agenda is real. Yeah, they, they want to control what you put in your own body. I just don't understand. I just don't understand. Well, no, I understand because <laughs> it's spiritual, but I just think it's ridiculous. Let's see what we have here. Sister Brittany says, I think it's a psyop. It will make people want to dismiss and cancel you because you're not falling in line. Yeah, you're going to be the odd man out. If you dare to think different, if you dare to be different, because they believe that this is a life and death situation and because they can wear this badge of I, as long as there is one person on earth that has not been vaccinated, I can claim victimhood because if I contact that one person, then who's to say what's going to happen? So you have like this unlimited amount of victimhood that they're using as a power grab. And the thing about it is most everyday people don't even have the power. Most of the everyday people are just, 
I don't, I, I don't like this term because I think this is arguably a racial slur, <laughs> but they're just like Karens. They're just snitches, right? They just, they're just the, they're basically doing the, 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 the dirty work of the establishment and of the powers that be because they've been brainwashed so heavy that it's like, if they see that you have a different opinion, they're going to snitch on you. And then they get a little, a little jolt of power because they're serving their master right? They're serving the God that they actually believe in. If the president of the United States, regardless of who it is, comes on there and tells you when and where and how you can get together with your family and your loved ones, he's trying to be your God. That's the government trying to be your God. That's not how the presidency is supposed to work. But unfortunately, I don't think people really understand the concept of America. And because of that, they don't understand their rights. And if it goes at this pace, uh, for lack of a better word, American nationalism is going to collapse. And then we're just going to be just another globalist nation and this global sort of one world religion, the NWO, a.k.a. the Great Reset. And that's how they want it to play out. And I mean, unless there's just some some crazy revival or something like this, that's what we're going to see happen. The stuff we're talking about today, we, we were probably saying this like five years ago. <laughs> I could probably find some videos of me saying this five years ago about what's happening today because these things ought not catch us by surprise. Sister Marsha says, in my opinion, this quarantine is preparing the Christians for the new Noah's Ark, learning how to be isolated in increments. That's the other thing I want. I wanted to talk about the idea of returning back to normal or they use this phrase normalcy or the new normal or the great reset. It really might come to a situation where we have to decide as believers, what's important to me. If I'm content with Christ and in him, I live and move and have my being, I'm going to be fine. If I can't go to the football game, I can't attend the basketball game. I can't go to the movies. You know what I mean? I can't uh, catch a flight. I can't take a vacation. Nobody wants to live like that. But if it just so happens that the only way you can do those things with the vaccine is, I mean, is with the vaccine, then it means that we have decisions to make. Can I be content with Christ alone? And then if you get into the job, that's a whole nother dynamic because now you're talking about your livelihood. So I, I hope I hope it's some revival or something like that where it doesn't get as <laughs> as a bad as it seemed like it's shaping up to be. But but we have to really, really uh, be prayerful. Sister Patricia says, do y'all believe this is preparation for the mark of the beast? I absolutely believe that. I absolutely believe that. They do look at you under the under their eyes. And let me say this real quick. I'm not trying to shame anybody who like does have the vaccine or something like that. If you got it and you still alive and it's not the mark of the beast, more power to you. <laughs> I'm not trying to say that somebody can't get the vaccine or shouldn't get the vaccine. What I'm saying is if somebody chooses not to get it, they should not be shamed. It should be that person's prerogative because it's that person's body. And if you want to be technical, these bodies belong to the Holy Ghost or excuse me, Lord. Right. Uh, we are vessels for the Lord and we contain the Holy Ghost. So we really should be consulting him before we put anything in our bodies one way or the other. So either way, you should be prayerful about it. But I'm not trying to shame somebody who chooses to get the vaccine. I probably should have said that like an hour ago. 
<laughs> Praise the Lord. Uh, Sister Consa says, my heart hurts for the ones that say they are believers. Yeah, it's rough. It's rough. Ramona says, wow, sorry, I was thinking small. Natural eyes, open spiritual eyes is really a distraction as to what's really happening. Yeah, that's what they really want. That's what they really want. I don't know where the scripture is, but it also talks about the ev even the elect going to be fooled. Yeah, there's a scripture that says that if it were possible, if it were possible, even the very elect would be deceived. So hopefully that scripture means that it's not possible. But they're talking about the 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 uh, wizardry that the Antichrist is going to do. He's going to be so captivating and so so powerful that he will deceive nations. Sister Kiyama says they think the Bible is just a rule book that's holding them back from freedom. But God is real freedom. Yeah. She goes on to say Satan has made them think they're trapped, but he's keeping them bound. Wow. Man, oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just some good commentary here. Here's the scripture. Thank you for posting it. For false Christ and false prophets will appear and they will provide great signs and wonders so as to deceive, if possible, even the very elect, the chosen God's chosen ones. So that's that one from Matthew chapter 24, verse 24, right? If it were possible. Sister Brittany says, it saddens me how the world is trying to emasculate men. The world needs real men, a huge plus for being a God-fearing one. Praise the Lord. Yeah, that's what we need. The Bible talks about in Malachi, I think the very last prophecy of the Old Testament, talks about how God is going to turn, or the spirit of Elijah, rather, is going to turn the hearts of the people back to the fathers. And the question I have is, if the hearts of the people, here it is, Malachi chapter four, verse five and six, behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord, and he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children and the heart of the children to their fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. We're going to talk about that next week, but Elijah primarily battled Jezebel and God is sending the spirit of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the children's to the father. My question is, if the hearts are currently, if the hearts of the children are away from the fathers, where are they? Where are they? I believe it's because people have matriarchal hearts and it has to be a heart turn that has to happen so people can understand the love of God and so that they can function in logic. You know, women are logical. But God created men to be the logical creatures, right? That's our default. We default to that. So I agree with you. It is very sad. That's exactly why. That's exactly what I teach my teenage daughter. I tell her everybody's not going to like you and you don't have to like everybody. Yeah. Brother Justin says offenses will come. Settle and forgive as if you were the mayor of Whoville, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where Whoville is, but you're right. Offenses will come and we have to settle and forgive. Thank you for sharing that, brother. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I'm going to have to check this out. I'm not familiar with this song. Ashkenazi says, read the lyrics to Billy Idol's song, Eyes Without a Face. For a look at a predictive programming from the 1980s. P.S. Good thing I don't have anybody to talk to so I can't be canceled. See, this is what I don't like 
almost the most about the whole canceling thing. It annoys me when the cancel bullies bully somebody and then the person apologizes. Because when you apologize, you just continue to reinforce that behavior. So my thing is just don't apologize. If you if you meant what you said and you still think it's true, I know it's not good for you. It might not be good for your career and all of that. But that's why the Bible says he who tries to save his life will lose it. But he who loses his life for my sake and the gospel's sake, he shall find it. And when you're just a celebrity and you don't have an anchor or you don't have any integrity, I guess to them, it's like no big deal. It's like, you know what? Let me just send this apology out so I can host the Oscars or something like that. But 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 they're never satisfied. So I don't even think it's a, it's it's useful to apologize because they're not they're not genuinely hurt. They're just bullying whoever comes in their path. It's just this weird spirit of darkness that's on this war path and uh, it's trying to muzzle whoever it can muzzle. King of Grace says, I'm offended that men make a mockery of my womanhood ordained by God Almighty. Yeah, God created men and women. Absolutely. No, neither one of us need to be making fun of uh of the other. Oh, she, you talking about with the whole trans thing. A man can never be a woman. I agree. Yeah, y'all talking about the TikTok thing. Super straight. <laughs> Lord have mercy. But you know what? I'm kind of glad that the young men are doing that. I think it's kind of cool that they're that they're taking a little bit of a of a stance, you know, because that's what's needed. That's what's needed. If y'all want to come up with all this stuff out of left field, let us come up with super straight. DC says people have lost their lives due to that deception. Wow. Brother Justin says, amen. And that's what we all are going to do. Not everyone is coming with us. Pray for them. You know, Jesus said the way is narrow. He said the way is narrow and there be very few that find it. But he said broad is the way that leads to destruction. And many there be that go there thereby. So that's why I say it's a little bit kind of like a grassroots effort anyway, if you're basically getting the scraps if you basically just get in the remnant yeah <laughs> says the marshall quote biggie yeah lord have mercy oh says the patricia put the name out there <laughs> the guy i've been seeing his name pop up so much kevin samuel she said it not me yeah the agenda is to normalize this madness and then label those who follow christ as intolerant yeah it's been that way for a while it's been that way for a while. Lord have mercy. <laughs> Man, I got me a little shook to have solid talk next week. <laughs> Let me pray and get my heart right. Because there, there's, there's some stuff I want to say about both sides of that. There's some stuff I want to say about both sides of that. Lord have mercy. Constance says, listening to this, all I can think of is Sodom and Gomorrah. Lord have mercy. Yeah, I think up. Uh, King of Grace says, how about MGTOW? Are you trying to get me in trouble? <laughs> we'll talk about that next week. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the thing, so being solutions-oriented. We want to be solutions-oriented. I'm going to kind of go to the bottom a little bit because we are uh, coming up. We've passed 9 o'clock. But I want to read some of these comments at the bottom, and then we'll call it a night. Sister Chevelle says, in my country, down to the government, Ministers are avoiding taking the vaccine. Well, praise the Lord for your country, sister. It seems like y'all got some good, good common sense. I just, it's just, first of all, I'm not a vaccine person, period, but it's just, it's so fast. You know what I mean? Like, what else has been cured? But all of a sudden, this has just been cured so fast. And then I don't even want to get into the science of it. 
from from my from my surface level understanding. I don't even want to get into the science of it. But you know what? I hope everybody that took it is well. I hope they're well. I hope it ain't no side effects. I hope don't nothing happen three months, three years from now. I hope everybody is well and we just go on as is. I, I hope it does work. <laughs> I hope it does work. Praise the Lord. She goes on to say they got the citizens persuaded by volunteering to have the vaccination first. Then it came and they are saying that that there are others who need it more. That's the other thing I find kind of suspect. It's like they're saying that the elders need it first. And I guess people that are high risk groups. So that's true because under the assumption that it does work. Yes, you do want the elders to get it first and those people that are at risk. But if it's a a a a, a depopulation agenda, I think it's very suspect that you just give it to all the elders first. You know, I just and I feel bad for the elders because it's like if you're bought into this and you feel like your health is, is on the line, what are you supposed to do? You kind of caught between a rock and a hard place. It's a requirement in these last days to walk holy in the wisdom of the almighty God. Absolutely. Yes, yeah, a requirement. We got to get focused. Sister Tatiana says, some Christians I've spoken to think that the last days will not happen in our lifetime. They have no problem with the vaccine. Wow. You know what? No man knows the day or the hour, but I tell you what, <laughs> it's getting kind of crazy out here. It's getting a little wild. It's getting real strange. We're living in strange times, and I feel like you can only perceive them as strange if you have eyes to see. Only if you're in your right mind can you really understand how strange things are. There's a few people who may not be born again, and they may might not even be Christians, but they can kind of see that stuff is getting weird. There's hope, you know, but then there's other people who just don't even see it. As a matter of fact, they're the ones promoting it, so... That's what we're dealing with. That's what we're dealing with. Kiamra says, this has nothing to do with this, but I hate when people say God knows my heart, but do you know his? Back to the topic at hand. You know, I use it as a joke when I use it. <laughs> but I, but you know, it's interesting about God. I was, and we'll close out with this. I was thinking today, I was like, does God have opinions? And the reason why I thought about that is because everything that God says is true. So technically... I wonder if he even has opinions. You know, it's like there's certain things that are objective and certain things that are subjective. So let's say if God, you know, so what that means is I can see, you know, I can see this uh, this plaque right here and I could say that's beautiful. That's a beautiful piece of artwork. And somebody else can say that's hideous. Now, we would call that an opinion. So my question that I was kind of having with the Lord today is, I wonder if God, if God says that that's beautiful, then it should be beautiful. <laughs> like, would that be considered his opinion or would that be considered um, the truth because it came from God? And I, I think I arrived at it would be considered the truth. So we're going to close out with this. I just want to get back to, the, to, to the, uh, the, uh, where we started. It's become fashionable to be a victim. And the reason why is because not only do they become powerful, but they render others powerless through wielding accusation. 
it'll come to a point where everybody will cancel everybody and everybody will cancel each other out. And the only prevailing thought, the only prevailing viewpoint is going to be whatever the last man standing, which at the rate we're we're going is the most wicked person who the the person at the top of the kingdom of darkness, the prince and power of the air. It's going to be what he says goes. And this is what they're using uh, uh, specifically this pandemic. They are using this as a tool to have a power grab through fear, manipulation, and people's fear of becoming a victim. They're calling it the Great Reset verbatim. And we already see it implemented when the president comes out and says, Yak, we we might be able to have, I might, we might allow you to have a cookout if you do X, Y, and Z. My brethren, that ought not be so. So listen, family, I thank y'all for hanging out with me tonight. I thank you for the very courageous people who who ca- even came on, uh, Sister Roxanne for helping me test and Sister Kiamra for um, weighing in on the topic. Lord willing, join us next Saturday for Solid Talk and Thursday for Bible study. Uh, and I'm going to try to get on Solid Talk next week and not get in trouble. That's all I have in this Solid Talk family. You all take care and be blessed.